Welcome to the Six Cells podcast. This is Mike Nicholson from Six Cells. Today we're talking to Charlie Cadbury, CEO at Say It Now. Charlie, how are you? Incredibly well, a little bit hot today. Very hot, isn't it? Yeah, we shouldn't complain because we complain most of the year that it's a bit rainy and crap and then it gets hot and then it's too hot. It's a British thing, I think. Um, Charlie, so so welcome to um, the, the podcast. Uh, for those that don't know, could you give us a brief introduction to what Say It Now do and who you do it with, please? Sure thing. Um, so say now we are an advertising technology business. We work exclusively in the world of voice. So these are your good friends, people like Google Assistant, Alexa and Siri. And what we do is we allow advertisers to take uh, control of these incredibly powerful assistants and weave them seamlessly into their advertising campaigns. We've had great success in the world of audio, specifically running audio campaigns that have an endpoint where you end up talking to one of these assistants and, and that bridges the, the massive attribution gap that you have in audio, but I'm sure we can get into the weeds a bit later. Okay, awesome. Thank you. So if we think of a, a voice or an audio timeline, um, we have the, uh, the humble telephone in 1876, and then commercial radio kicked off around 1920. Um, more recently, um, innovations such as Spotify in 2006, the iPhone in 2007, uh, Siri, you mentioned already there, uh, in 2011, Alexa in 2014. I would be surprised if my own... I knew that was going to happen, so my Alexa just kicked up. Not sure what uh, what I meant by that. I knew that was going to happen. I should have turned Alexa off for this particular podcast. Uh, we've got uh, the, the Global DAX um, audio network in 2014, uh, Google Home 2016, Clubhouse 2020, uh, along with Twitter Spaces. So it feels to me that um, since voice assistants um, started to become a thing, voice has had a bit of a resurgence. Um, what do you what do you um, think um, it, it is that's given voice um, the, the ability to stand the test of time? I mean, over 100 years of radio and still going very strong, for example, um, and, and growth now. So, you know, the voice is, is ubiquitous, right? So the one of the first things that um, that we do as humans is, is we turn on our ears. And if you if you actually look to the physiology of us as humans, ears are our only sensory organ that we cannot turn off, which means that voice is pervasive. It kind of uh, is distributed in uh, a larger environment than, uh, than other media. Um, if you look at radio specifically, you know, it's referred to as, you know, you don't listen to radio, you, you bathe in it, stacks and global will refer to the radio as your friend in the corner, which has never been more important, especially in uh, kind of COVID times when a lot of people were, were sat at home um, alone. And it gives you that that, that feeling that, that you're you're not actually alone. But then, you know, you talk about these great kind of leaps forward, people like kind of um, Global Building DAX, and Spotify kind of reimagining the way that we're listening to things. And we're really having this kind of um, uh, new kind of wave of digital transformation in audio, which is, um, if you know, we're, we're in the digital world, if we're listening to things in a, in a logged in environment, or kind of able to expose our IP address in some manner or other, then we can now get more and more targeted audiences. So from an advertiser's perspective, this then becomes more valuable. This becomes, you know, if, you, if you had to um, choose your radio station to, um, uh, to, to choose your audience, it was you know, a bit broad brush, but if you can choose people by um, location or get a better understanding about who they are, then suddenly this as a medium becomes more valuable uh, to the advertiser. And then steps in the world of voice and voice assistance. And so the last you know, as you said, 100 years, 100 years people have been listening to radio on a device which just has a speaker 
Um, we've now listened to these devices on a, uh, these, these listening to audio on a device with a speaker and a microphone. And for digital transformation to really, really um, expose its true value, you need to build in these feedback loops, the ability to understand what's happening in real time. And so that's that's the the kernel of uh, the, the the crux of what is what we do is we deliver ad campaigns where and they're not just pushing out um, a a beautifully scripted um, audio advert to a highly targeted audience, but also enabling the audience to speak back to them and measure exactly when they're speaking back so we understand exactly when that message is landing. Thus, we can start to optimize the, these advertising campaigns in real time. Okay. Um, so, so on voice assistants in particular, um, and ho hopefully the, the, the one that has a lady's name won't pop up again uh, while we're talking. Um, is it is it important to, um, to to educate consumers on how they can use these voice assistants? Um, I think back to the QR code, for example, when when the QR code was first slapped on underground posters where there was no internet and and on all manner of different uh, ways it used to uh, manifest itself. If you didn't work in marketing or advertising, you probably didn't know what the bloody hell it was. Um, and um, and then we had the pandemic, and and as we came out of the pandemic many restaurants and pubs were offering table service only they didn't want people congregating at bars and um, in in sort of public areas and so the qr code got a bit of a, a rebirth um in in as much as consumers were um taught basically by waiting staff how to use them what they needed to do with them and i think in places like nando's to my local pub pretty much everywhere in my, my gym everywhere now has qr codes and everyone knows what they are um, it strikes me with voice assistants that um, there are an, a, a, a limited number of use cases that probably everybody knows how to use. So uh, turn on the radio or uh, what's the time or is my train delayed or whatever. And everyone's probably got different use cases. But there are so many things that you can use these voice assistants for, right, which would um, be advantageous for brands. So is it important that we learn from things like the QR code and make sure that consumers are fully um, educated on on the power of these voice assistants to give us the biggest opportunity for those feedback loops you talked about. Um, I'd draw a slightly different advertising parallel and draw it back to the world of display ads or digital display ads. So about 20 years ago, the way that we consumed um, kind of written content um, changed from us reading in papers and magazines to us reading through a screen. And at that point, the, it was exactly the same kind of creative that you used to see in as also advertising creative that you used to um, see in a newspaper or a magazine, these big kind of banners and skies, they came through and you started to see those on uh, online pages. And you had to learn to click on those. Um, and the reason that people did start to click on these ads is because there's a real good reason and obvious reason um, to click on them and so that's exactly what we're doing in the world of, of audio so we're using exactly the same ads that you've heard on the radio for the last 20 years these um, wonderfully kind of uh, catchy ads with a jingle um, but at the end we're saying if you would like to claim your uh, discount for your pizza or to find out more about this car and to book your test drive, then just say this back to your smart speaker. People already understand what they have to say to a smart speaker, but we're capturing those people in the moment. They cannot help but hear that message because, as I mentioned earlier, you know, your ears are always on. Um, and if they are interested and uh, curiosity is piqued by that message, then they just follow the simple uh, instructions of if you'd like to know more about um, this campaign, then, for example, just ask your smart speaker to open spec savers hearing okay um, and and spec savers hearing there as an example but can you give us a few examples kind of end to end on how brands are 
using your technology and, and using um, the, the sort of the, the power of voice assistance to, to get that feedback loop. Maybe some real examples, you might not be able to share the details, but um, it'd be great to kind of get a, a clearer, more concrete picture of um, how a brand would implement uh, this technology in their campaigns. Yeah, sure. So I mean, the examples are, are many and varied, much like, you know, when display advertising came from newspapers to online, you could use it for all sorts of brands, you can do the same thing with audio. So um, we actually started off in the world of charity giving. So um, we started off with a, a large campaign uh, with Global that we ran with Macmillan uh, Cancer Support with uh, NSPCC with Comic Relief and WWF and the radio ads those point would say um, you know we've had Joe Brand with, with Crisis for example and she would say hi I'm Joe Brand I'm a crisis supporter you should be too um, we, we do all this um, fantastic work in order to find out more about the work that we do and to support just ask your device to open Crisis UK you then say Alexa open Crisis UK um, and you can find out more about what they do or um, say uh, donate five pounds and that would then be taken from your Amazon Pay account and we then work move into the world of, of um, fast-moving consumer goods. We've worked with uh, P&G, Unilever, uh, Johnson Johnson, Bayer, and that kind of captures people in the moment. So we know if people are, uh, are, are met with an answer to a need. Uh, so we had this um, uh, ad running just before Christmas for SIF, you know, is, is granny coming to tea? Uh, this is in COVID times. Is granny coming to tea? Do you want to make sure that all your counters um, are uh, free of bacteria? Then just ask your device to open SIF wipes and you can quickly purchase a packet of SIF wipes. But it doesn't always have to lead to a purchase. Um, so we had so it was quite a surprising campaign. We ran with um, MSC Cruises um, and they were looking to get people back on the water. And they're not trying to sell a cruise from an audio ad, but they just you know played a beautiful ad with a lovely soundscape. Like, wouldn't you like to be back on board and smell the sea air and listen to the seagulls? If you'd like to find out a little bit more about these experiences, then um, just ask your device to open MSC Cruises to request a call back or, or get a brochure. And that had um, a fantastic uh, response rate. And they, they saw the the response that they were getting to request those callbacks and brochures was better than they were seeing on display, mainly because we could optimize that campaign in real time. We knew if more people were um, requesting those uh, kind of calls to action at a certain time of day, we could then upgrade that media during the course of that campaign, which has been hard to do in the world of audio before. And then I think everyone's favorite, this is um, a campaign launching in August, which, which goes right, tonight's pizza night. Um, I'd love to give you a discount off your pizza tonight to claim your code, then just say open Pizza Hut to your smart speaker now. Um, you then say that and you get a unique code sent to you. So, you know, the kind of um, advertisers are, are many and varied, but with all of these, what makes these campaigns more um, efficiently run than before is historically you had to run a campaign for a month or two um, and then run a kind of a study, kind of an effectiveness study to see if anyone had heard the ad and how they then responded and how that might have um, had an uplift on sales. Whereas now we can get this information in real time and start to optimize that campaign um, during the flight. So just, just um, laboring the point somewhat on educating the consumer, it seems to me that the, um, one of the ways that you could really get people into the idea of speaking to their smart speaker and um, and responding to advertising is to get them to respond to the content first, right? So are you working with radio stations and DJs or are they using your technology as a competition feedback loop, for example? So rather than text this number or email us or call in or whatever, um, respond to your smart speakers. I think, I think you know, I don't know, when uh, Capital Give Me the Cash, for example, or, you know, other competitions are available. If all of that was done via a smart speaker, that would um, potentially um, increase exponentially the, um, the adoption of talking to my radio, essentially, uh, which could then only benefit brands, right? 
Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're very much in discussion with um, the editorial teams within ex exactly these uh, these groups to do just that. Uh, we, we're proving out that there's advertiser appetite first, and it's easier for us to do, it's, it's quicker for us to activate these campaigns, which are already running on well-established rails, and editorial teams are harder not to crack. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I can imagine. Um, so you mentioned before that when display advertising first um, kicked off, it was kind of trying to learn from posters or magazines in its format. And then it got more smart, I suppose you would call it, as people learned from that. I think I read somewhere, in fact, that the first TV adverts were basically radio adverts with pictures and um, not actually full proper video. So I think there's always this as a new medium and a new technology um, presents itself, we kind of think about it in old terms first and then figure out what new terms um, might look like uh, and what, what, what a future use case might look like. So how do you see brands taking this, um, this technology forward? Um, you've given us some great examples of what you've done so far, um, which, which sound amazing. How, how do you think, you know, what, what do you think the future looks like of voice assistants and, uh, and brands? Mike. I love this question. So um, <laughs> there's so much that can be done, you know, because it's, it's all it's all about kind of as exactly as you say, kind of working to the context of um, the the person you're talking to. There's been massive advancements in what's called spatial audio, being able to manipulate the sounds around your head, around your ears, knowing whether you're talking to someone who's listening on headphones or if they're listening in a car or listening at home. You can then change the way that they hear the message you're trying to deliver to them, um, because we know that there's going to be more and more people listening to audio within a uh, a car. Kind of whether they're driving or the car's driving itself, you can then um, deliver them slightly um, different uh, messaging depending on how that sits. Um, and because you know who they are, where they are, you can then deliver them more contextually um, relevant um, snippets. So all of these things blended together over time, you can then start to uh, optimize and in some ways optimize programmatically. There's been also great advancements in uh, text to speech. So you, at the moment, if you record an audio ad and a uh, voice experience, you've got to get somebody into a studio and get them to record several scripts to um, allow you to kind of build out a, a conversational model. Um, what's happening very quickly is that these um, voices can be created synthetically with kind of uh, you know very very near real accuracy. And once that happens, then you can procedurally create. Um, infinite numbers of conversations that you can optimize and manipulate to infinite numbers of people, depending on um, where they are, how they're talking, what their mood is, how you hear them talking back. Are they in a good mood, in a light mood, or you know, are they kind of are they shouting at their device? You know, they can, they can really start to um, use all of these inputs to craft a conversation that you know guides people back onto the rails that um, you want them to be. Very much like we do as humans, you know, you kind of read the room and then deliver your messaging accordingly you're going to be able to do more and more of that procedurally okay so can you can you see um just going to the in-car piece there for a second can you see a um a day where you're driving and mcdonald's um perhaps have a, have an advert on the radio and you that you know that you're serving it into a car so it's slightly different and the call to action is would you like us to tell your sat nav how to get to your nearest mcdonald's for example <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's this whole uncanny valley, um, right, of, um, you know, the, the advertising um, on your shoulder whispering to you, you know, how, how much you want would, would like that. But as long as it's of kind of great benefit to the consumer, I think the intermediary step, and interestingly, I was, um, uh, I was talking to Ariane Walker, who's the, let me get her title right, she's the 
Global Chief Evangelist Amazon Smart Vehicles. We've been um, doing a series of interviews and um, spoke to her in California. And she, you know, she um, said that, you know, Amazon have done a load of research as to how people are going to be speaking to their voice assistants in the car. And um, very much like, you know, you choose a smartphone, you choose an operating system, Android or iOS, and then that's the phone that you use everywhere to engage with all of your apps. You're going to be doing the same with the voice assistant that you choose. So if you've chosen, chosen Alexa or Google Assistant at home to use at home, you'll probably use the same within the car. So it's it's that environment you're going to be sitting within. And it's more likely that you'll do your drive down and you see a you know a billboard by the side of the road where it says you know um, we we are giving you cheap whoppers today um, to get your specific code then just say this to your smart speaker at which point uh, you say uh, open okay google open uh, whopper deals okay so this so this um if i've understood you correctly charlie the the um your current executions are all around audio ads so as predominantly radio whether that be digital or otherwise right yeah, at the moment, I mean, uh, we're moving into um, TV, uh, connected TV over the, the next six months. There'll be um, a big release about that uh, over the next three months or so um, and how that all works. And, you know, it's a very similar mechanic. You know, you are watching TV in your living room. You still have a smart speaker in earshot. It's far more natural for you to be watching TV. You might, you know, you're probably watching TV scrolling Instagram. Um, you hear the message from the um, uh, out on TV. You don't want to stop watching Instagram, but you do want to claim your, uh, your Pizza Hut coupon. So you just um, have that conversation with your yeah. um, smart speaker in the corner. So it's delivering this kind of extra channel of communication over and above the screens that you have around you. Okay. So, so you mentioned, you, you, I think that the phrase you used earlier was making audio advertising accountable or, or words to that effect. It, it, you, you were just then uh, mentioned in, in your previous example um, about a poster. Perhaps you see a poster while you're driving along. It, I think outdoor is, I can't speak, potentially another medium that might struggle with some sort of direct response um, attribution and probably needs brand uplift surveys to, to prove that people that work in a certain area where the poster was, you know, uh, remember, remembered it or whatever. Do you see a time where perhaps outdoor could um, use this mechanic? You're going down the escalators at Oxford Street Circus um, and um, you see a poster that looks quite interesting and you talk to Siri through your your, um, your microphone headphones uh, just to ask it to send you that link. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's exactly because you know it's a, you've got your location data, you're kind of location aware at that point, so you can deliver that, you can deliver attribution that way. And you know we've we've been very public. We've got kind of three distinct phases of growth: um, actionable audio ads, actionable TV ads, then actionable outdoor ads. Um, we think the outdoor piece comes last, and we can bring the learnings forward from audio and um, TV uh, into that. We've got a lovely kind of data studio which um, allows us to kind of deliver that kind of attribution um, but we don't think that the, the behavior is quite because the, the big the, the, uh, the big kind of playground for outdoor is um, us in car um, and we don't believe the behavior is going to be there for a couple of years so it's just why it's third on the left okay. but if i unless i've misunderstood the technology here if i build a um alexa skill uh with with you and i have the right call to action so ask your smart speaker this phrase surely as a brand if i were to then plaster that on my outdoor put it in my tv advert put it on my radio advert put it on my digital ads the the same net result would occur right you might be as a business not focused on outdoor yet but could a brand not still basically use you for that 
Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's um, yeah. it's then um, how we we've we've got very interesting ways about how we tie up that attribution for those different channels because um, if they if they just create the like skill, then um, people aren't going to find it. You need to drive as as with any kind of website, no one's going to find it unless you drive traffic to it in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we've got specific um tagging capabilities that we put across the different media that's running against that campaign to make sure that we can deliver the right attribution so you can um get the value of uh kind of this end-to-end -end optimization okay fantastic and and um last question for me um if you have anything you'd like to wrap up with um obviously i'd love to hear it but how do you think um brand marketers and their agencies should be thinking about um actionable audio moving forward um it's very much like um uh, the way that you would look at um, <laughs> digital display advertising uh, in you know 20 years ago, you know if you are running an audio campaign and it's not actionable, it's akin to running a display campaign that you cannot click. You know, we're um, building an environment where consumers are becoming more and more, you know, they, they, they are expecting there to be something behind the audio ad that's there. And if there's not, you're letting them down. Um, you also aren't taking advantage of the um, the tools that are available. So um, we've just reached, just to kind of wrap up, we've, um, we've recently done a, a neuro insight study with our, our partners, um, uh, Zaxis and Octave Audio as part of the Bauer Group um, and News UK. Um, and that looks inside the mind and sees what's happening when people are talking back to their audio ads um, in comparison to what's happening when uh, they are actionable audio ads as compared to just standard audio ads. And we've seen this kind of massive increase in brain activity. You get kind of, kind of about 32% uplift in approach toward the message and a 26% increase in general attention because branding feels more personally relevant when said out loud by the listener. So that white paper is, uh, is out next week. Um, and if anyone's uh, interested, I'd encourage them to find it and read it. Fantastic. Cool. So, Charlie, when this is live, I'm going to put it on LinkedIn naturally. Um, would you be OK if I tagged you in that and um, anyone that's got any follow up questions um, from this uh, interview could perhaps ask you in the in the comments? Is that OK? Yeah, sure. That's, that's perfect. Amazing. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. Really, really exciting um, technology. And it's one of those technologies I spoke to your colleague, Ben Rosser, probably a year ago now, um, actually. And, and it's one of those technologies where the mind starts boggling and there seems to be so many different ways that you could use it it must be quite hard i think to focus you, you've got your roadmap there and i think that's probably very wise a, 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 a less structured man might um you know pointing fingers at myself might just go off in all directions and think there's so many different ways we could use this let's do it all immediately and it's perhaps not the right approach but really exciting technology and um, i'll be really interested to see how it um how it continues to develop over the coming years that's a, we've got a great advisor and uh, his words to us is there is no individual or business that cannot benefit from a sharper focus and so that's what we are continually working on wise words to finish on thanks so much charlie appreciate your time you're very welcome thank you